The schmo is here. Come on in here. Look at this guy. I'm ex I am really excited for this. Yeah? We haven't met. I'm Adam. Oh, right. Man. Yes. Adam. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. John. Hey, man. Good to see you. Good to be Good in to this chair today. Yeah, right? I like it. And we're live already. Yeah. Oh, we are live. Yeah. I know your alter ego has been in this room, but you don't the schmo actually has you don't never have to been put in the headset on. Yeah, you chased uh, Miles out of Detroit. We chased Keep it him easy out. on Mitch Trubisky for the Bears. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. They still have Trubisky, don't they? Yes. They can't yeah. get rid of the guy. Yeah. So, uh, well, thank you for coming over here. I know this is a busy day, a busy couple days for you. Right in the thick of things, it's fight week, UFC 248. Right? A lot of nerve I have saying come on over here on the, on, uh, the day of weigh-ins and all that. Hey, but John, how could the schmo say no to you? Right? I like that. <laughs> Very easily. I love having the schmo. Yeah, everyone else does. Why wouldn't the schmo say no? You know? Yeah. We just had Frank Trague on uh, FaceTime a little few moments ago. Excellent. How's yeah. he doing? He's good. He's good. He didn't ask about you, though. Well, but... talk about a good transition from fighting to the post-career for that guy. He still stays in the MMA community, and he take the other side of the things. That is so crazy. You just said we actually talked about that. Excellent. Him. Yeah. Yeah, what did he say? He, uh, I was congratulating him. I've known him a long time. We actually represented him uh, when we had our PR firm. And, uh, you know, I was praising him for the just the transition because it's not easy for guys, you know, as as you know. I believe his wife is a, a timekeeper, too, in MMA. So yeah. they keep it in the family. They keep wow. it in the family. Yeah. Good but, stuff. Yeah, we were talking about the, his refereeing and then obviously now he's doing stunt work. So he's keeping himself very yeah. busy. Maybe the, the schmo does stunt work at some at some point, maybe. I feel like you could be a stunt man. Well, we can't tell people for a stunt man. Because that's uh, right. They can't tell people they right. do that, That's right? true. So who would the schmo stand in for and be the stuntman for? That's a good question, man. I don't know. Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what, what fight are you most excited about for uh, tomorrow night? It's the ladies. Yeah? Wiley Zang, Joanna Young, Jacek. Did you guys catch the face-offs yesterday? Yeah, yeah. Some she told her to shut up. Yeah. Do you think Joanna has an actual shot? I think Joanna has a shot. Of course she has a shot. She's the former strawweight queen. She reminded everybody that she held the title for, I think it was 696 days, which is the record. I think she's a surefire Hall of Famer. But I've said this, and I'll say it too. I think that Wiley Jang is just a physically bigger female fighter. She's never had to fight in championship rounds, doesn't have the four or five, ex four or five round experience. But uh, her grappling, if they get in the clinch, you're going to see how physically bigger she is. And I just think that, yes, Joanna might be more explosive, might be the quicker athlete. But the power from Wiley Jang, that's going to wear and tear and catch up on Joanna. And if, and if this thing goes to championship rounds, which the schmo predicts, I think Wiley will end up stopping her. But I can't root against Joanna. I'm not going to be shocked if she wins. But right. if you're going to put me on the spot right here... I'm going to go with Wiley Jang. Those kicks. She's got some kicks, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't see it going four or five rounds. I really don't. A lot of people don't. But look, I just think that she'll be elusive. I don't think she's going to go in there and try to bang with her. She might fight on the outside, feel her out a little bit. And uh, we'll see how it goes. But that's why I just think. I just think it, uh, the Schmo's not one to go and go left when everyone's going left. We're going to go right. And my prediction, yeah, I think it's just going to go to the championship rounds. I always want the, the dog to win because I like betting on the dogs and getting the value. So, I mean, I'd love to see uh, a, a Joanna and Romero uh, parlay cash. And I'll probably bet it anyway, but don't believe that it will happen. But I'll probably go that, go that route. 
Um, do you think Romero has a, a could 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 put Izzy away maybe with an explosive round one maybe round two? That's how he would have to put Izzy away. Uh, explosiveness in round one or two by round three, it's not going to be there. And he's someone who's willing to take damage, but this is the wrong fighter in Israel Adesanya to take damage from. If he wants to do that, Izzy's just going to piece him apart. Like, look. Look what he did to Robert Whitaker. That was damn impressive. Now, Robert Whitaker, he can hit hard. He's explosive. That guy went to two five-round wars with Yoel Romero, and he made him look like quick work, especially after you know he had that five-round war with Calvin Gaslam. But I just think that's the turning point. You look at what Israel Adesanya did in Atlanta, UFC 236, in that fifth round, and man, this guy's another level. And momentum's a real thing, and I just don't see that momentum being stopped. Come Saturday. Any other fight you're excited to see? I'm excited for Giga. Giga Chikatse. Good friend of mine. He's a dog right now. He's plus 150, I think, over on mybookie.ag. And uh, I, I think... I That's think early get, prelim, too. So he, I know. You know. That means I, gotta, I don't normally show up till 5, but I, gotta, I think I got to show up at yeah. uh, 3 o'clock on this one. I don't know. Well, everyone is so excited about the Schmo's most recent guest, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yes. Layoff. He's coming back in there, the explosive guy. Think about the trajectory that guy would have been on prior to all the, uh, you know, the yep. Usada stuff. The, the Picograms. The Picograms. And uh, he's back. Everyone's expecting fireworks. Another guy that uh, Schmo's got his eye on is Neil Magny. Yep. That's another guy yeah. who was fighting Usada. What a lot of people forget about that guy was... At one point, a couple of years ago, I believe it was 2016, he had the longest winning streak in the welterweight division. Seven straight. He had beaten a Calvin Gaslam when he was a welterweight. The Carlos Condits, a Johnny Hendricks. He had so much schmomentum behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if he can get it back. And he's fighting a young, hungry guy from China, too. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Those I'm intrigued about. Let's talk about the schmo for a minute. Okay. How have you literally, it feels like you came out of nowhere. I'm foggy on the time now. I want to say, I could be wrong. Tell me. I want to say 18 months ago, maybe, or even less, maybe 12 months ago. I kind of hinted at the card earlier. It was UFC 236 in April. It's actually only been, you know, 10, 11 months since the schmo's been known to the public. But the funny thing is the schmo's been doing this for quite a few years now. But that's when the Schmo finally got some limelight on him. It was then. That fight card, that press conference with right. Uncle Dana White. Who the... Can we swear? Sure. Absolutely. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. How how have you enjoyed this, this ride to fame? I mean... I'm telling you, nothing's changed in terms of the content-wise, in terms of the output. You know, steadily, steady increase is what we've been doing throughout time. Um, it's finally there to be rewarding because prior to that press conference, the Schmo would not have been able to survive doing this. Uh, we were on wit's end with that. That was kind of the last hurrah, Custard's last stand, as we call it. <laughs> and we knew that they were going to have that international press conference, had planned that question for a couple of weeks, let it fly, let it do it, practice it, was ready to do it. Because prior to that, I think the biggest difference here was that... Um, I would just do my shtick. I would do the schmo and the pro, have it put on my YouTube channel, my social media, and stuff like that. I wasn't trying to get on other people's platforms. I wasn't trying to get on the ESPN feed, get on the UFC feed and whatnot. And finally, like, look, if if we're going to make this work, I just, I believe so much in what we're doing here. If people actually came and saw the content, they're going to stay. We can grow it. I just need to get people to be here and watch it. So 
We found the right opportunity. We capitalized on it. It was the press conference. Got the last question. And uh, the rest is history. History. I mean, talk about history. You have sat down since then with everyone from Tyson Fury to Deontay Wilder to Mike Tyson. You had Mike Tyson... uh, being so comedic, uh, schmoey, I mean, that was just priceless. I mean, when you're sitting there with him, is part of you saying, like, holy shit, like, I did it? Like, I'm sitting here with Mike Tyson, and he's playing along with me? Well, part of that, it's got to be the marijuana. We're in a dispensary, <laughs> so of course he's relaxed. Come on. Tyson Ranch, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's hard because... The Schmo, growing up as a kid, diehard sports fan, spent all of my earnings on sports memorabilia. We're talking thousands of dollars to get to get autographs from legends. A Jim Brown signed jersey, you know, the Tiki and Rondé Barber signed uh, footballs. A Pete Rose signed baseball. Like we'd be in awe. But at the end of the day, the more we did this, and the more like, if not me, then who? Kind of mindset and mentality. We realize along the way, we're just human beings. We put our pants on one leg at a time. So in this moment, when we're in the groove, we don't think about that. We're just enjoying it. But sure, you know, you go to bed at night, you pinch yourself. Man, did you just talk to Iron Mike Tyson, the guy with the most feared punch in the world for over a decade, decade and a half, two decades? One of the greatest fighters of all time across all combat sports, feared fighters. So, yeah course <laughs> and, and i was amazed even miami this year with the super bowl how was that for you the schmo's been doing the super bowl the past couple of years that's actually my favorite week covering all the sports really? super underrated you get all the stars because when we started the schmo character keep in mind it wasn't mma and it wasn't boxing it was the nfl and the nba the two most popular sports in this country Diehard basketball and football fan at first. I mean, there's a one point in the Schmo's lifetime I can name every single player in the NBA, where they went to college or right where they came out of high school from, right off the bat. Just love basketball. Favorite sport growing up. Played it uh, my whole childhood. Um, love doing the Super Bowl because you get athletes and stars from everywhere coming coming there. That's I think last Super Bowl, the last one over there, what was it? I think it was in Atlanta last year. Yeah, I think so, yeah. We had Evander Holyfield. The first thing the Schmo asked Evander Holyfield's, how's your ear, man? And I literally <laughs> pretended like I was taking a bite out of his ear. Coming did he full go circle with it? Mike, oh, he did. He did. Uh, he loved it. You know, I, I think part of this character, too, and why the Schmo exists is because in sports media, you get the same generic bland stuff, the same type of questions. Oh, you went two for four. You hit a home run. You struck out. The same questions. And the athletes get the same repetitive BS. And the kids watching, the kids growing up these days, they see it a mile away. Especially when we live in this internet, this cyber age, where you can access your content anytime, anyplace, anywhere. You want to see the personalities. So why not spice this thing up Turn the whole thing upside down, create the schmo, the schmo and the pro, and showcase these personalities. I think I, I love excuse me, I love the pizza. That was one of my favorite little things that you guys did in, in Miami. That was awesome. I, I I'm it, it's mind blowing to me because this character could have gone either way. This character to me could have been considered like uh, novelty and you could have had just a quick literal 15 minutes. Um and I think the fact that the heart behind this character 
I think is what drives it. I think you're you've been able to get you know in a in a short time time frame when people are so quick to judge and you know a lot of these people you're t- talking to and sitting down with you've got a minute. You know, you've got, you're on a, you're one of many that they're talking to. They're just going down the row. And so you've got the, your challenges to, you know, how do you build the content that's different that, like you said, than everyone else? How do you make them enjoy this character, but at the same time, take it seriously and it, not it, treat it like a, just a one-off and like a novelty. And you have been able to accomplish that. And it's really, it's really been fun to watch. I really like what you said right there. Cause you highlight a big point there. We only get a minute. We only have an infinite, not an infinite, we have a finite amount of time where we can really get the point across. Sometimes the schmo has to wait hours just to get one little bit of content. The sacrifice that goes in, the work that goes beforehand and after, people don't see that. People don't see the blood, sweat, and tears. People think it's just so easy. Oh, I could get a YouTube channel. I could create this stuff. They don't see the sacrifices that go into this, the passion, the amount of homework, the research, how good and quick you have to be on your feet to make things happen. And also what you said too, uh, the networks, the major sports networks here, they kind of see this character and they're like, there's no freaking way this shit's going to work. This is going to last for 15 minutes and then kick it to the side. We want to see the next best thing. They don't realize the vehicle behind the beast. We ain't going to stop. <laughs> I love it. Can't stop, won't stop. Well, listen, I know you've got a lot to do today, and I really appreciate you coming by. You're kicking us out? I'm not right? kicking you out. I don't okay. want to kick you out, but I don't, I don't want to I don't want to abuse you. I don't want to abuse How you. How much time do do you got? We have oh, a couple got, minutes here. Schmo, we are in, what, what time is it right now? Yeah, we've been here since 8 o'clock last night. That's my third bottle we're, of this we're shit. We're 16 and a half hours in. We are 16 and a half hours in, Where's and we've... A- We've got eight more hours. No like pillows? How, no sleeping here. We have no not sleep. slept at all. We've oh. gone all the way through. By the way, nice digs. Right? Oh, the studio is getting better and better every time better we come here. Well, ever since the Schmozone podcast landed here, some big changes have been made. Excellent stuff, amigo. Right? Excellent stuff. This is phenomenal. Are you having fun doing a podcast? Because this is your first platform uh, for that, doing long-form content. Obviously, there was a risk bringing the cat out of the bag here and revealing the person behind the character. But guess what? There are so many people that have said, ah, this guy, this gimmick can't go more than a couple minutes on a YouTube. Can't do a couple minutes doing this um, anywhere. Is he even a good interviewer in person, a real person? And keep in mind, I was a traditional journalist before we created the Schmo. We created the Schmo because nobody was giving that guy, David Schmolenson, just another good-looking white dude, a chance to be a traditional broadcaster. <laughs> so I'm like, screw it, I could do it. So that what comes full circle. It's it, it does come full circle. It's very fulfilling, John. Yeah. It's been a very fulfilling month and a half. By the way, when we first sat down and you told me the concept behind the Schmo Zone. My initial reaction was a slight cringe because I thought, ooh, that is risky. It's almost like if you remember, like, I remember you're you too told young, me this. But if you yeah. remember, like, the band Kiss, it's almost like Gene Simmons saying, we're going to go out without the makeup on. You know, you'd be like, what are you doing? That's your whole shtick. Like, stay with the money shot. But because you, I, I respected what I would literally call, and I'm not blowing smoke, the genius behind creating this, I thought, you know. <laughs> I trust your gut and I trust your intuition of coming out of character, so to speak, and doing that. And you were 100% right. 
Well, that movie on Queen a couple years ago came out, right? And how many times was the, the legendary song Bohemian Rhapsody rejected and all the record labels not thinking that that song was going to make it? And then finally, hey... We saw where that is. Every time the schmo hears it, look, we're talking about it. We get goosebumps thinking about that stuff. Anything worth accomplishing in this world has not come with adversity and facing obstacles. If it's worth fighting for, if you have a battle to get it done, that makes it all worthwhile. And that's what makes a purpose, gives you a sense of purpose, and that's what it's all about. So tell me this. If you could push the fast-forward button three years or maybe five years, what is the Schmo doing? What is, what's the next phase for you? Excellent question. The Schmo wants to be the number one sports personality in the world. We'd like to have a late night show of sports that's taken the Schmo and the Pro to sit down with the interviews. That's taken maybe the opening monologue, you know, kind of uh, people have said it too, like the, uh, I guess you could call it the Jimmy Kimmel. You could call it the, the Jimmy Fallon. So or who, who are we missing? You name your talk show host guy. The green screen. The Tosh yep. Pointos. At the beginning, you know, talk about what's going on in that world of sports. A recapping of living the life in the schmo or what that is. Because we travel anywhere and everywhere to talk to the biggest names in sports. The best athletes in the world. So we open up with that. Then we go into the field. And it's the schmo versus the pro. Or a red carpet type thing. Yep. Where, uh... We compete against the athlete. We do the training regiment because, hey, you know, sometimes the schmo can hang with the pro. Let's show that, showcase the regiment because sometimes people want to see that. Maybe, maybe just the schmo wants to try it. <laughs> we will have one life. And then uh, the schmo and the pro, as I just said, to end yeah. it, we bring that athlete in studio. We want to have a one-hour late-night show for sports. And when you bring the athlete in studio, it's 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 like Roy Firestoney kind of like uh It's the Schmo and the Pro, baby. I like it. Let it go, let it fly. Give it give us I'd say about a good ten minute sweet spot, ten to fifteen minutes to rift. Now, when you say you want to be the number one, aren't you that now? I feel like you're I honestly I think you are that guy right now. Maybe not technically numbers wise yet if you're going to judge the numbers but i think in terms of meteoric rise and buzz and heat you 100 percent are that guy right now a lot of the schmo character comes from the second city comedic legends but one guy in particular not second city necessarily new york guy rodney dangerfield <laughs> and throughout all his life until he got his big breaks in the 40s and 50s his line was this i ain't getting no respect i ain't got no respect the schmo feels that, not from the fans, not from the athletes. We get that. From the but business. From, from the decision makers, yeah. from the very people at the top, the same old white dudes, the dinosaurs, we call them, that are literally holding the fingers and decide what you watch in Sports Center and how you decide what Sports Center is like, what, what a traditional sports broadcast should look like. Until those people retire or die, we're kind of <laughs> caught in this bucket here, okay? So until that we can continue to, until we turn their life upside down, that's when that mission will be accomplished. Chris Berman's not too far off, I think. I think you're good there. Right? <laughs> and I'm not so, I, yeah. hey, all respect to the SVPs, to the Chris Bermans, but guess Guess what? You don't adapt, you die. What happened to Toys R Us? In the early 2000s, they didn't believe in the internet. They didn't believe in all that. They let Amazon take all their distribution and fulfillment. You don't innovate, you die. And no industry is exempt from that. I so, love it. The so, Schmo's here to stay. Yeah, that's right. So, Schmo, who does your outfits? Because I know I've seen 
The Schmo's got style. Yeah, and I mean, look at the fresh haircut, everything going right now. Hey, we we got a new haircut that we're. Everyone started got some doing lines this, this in thing. there. Yeah, we start doing some lines now. How, which camera I show this to? Wanna? Yeah, it's not gonna yeah, last yeah. forever. Two days is gonna fill in. That's look good stuff. That. Yes. Shout out to my guy, uh, uh, Vegas Finest on IG. I think does an underscore before the Vegas Finest. Tony, Las Vegas over there, legends. He's he is a legend. Great kid. Younger than the schmo by a few years. Yeah, we just started experimenting for this fight week. Everyone's got the fade now and the line and the short come over. What the schmo was doing that back in 2015, people weren't doing that. The schmo's a trendsetter, basically. Yeah, but hey, that's respect. You know, imitation is flattering, right? That's what they say. Something like that. I'm probably mixing it up. But we got to <laughs> we gotta continue to reinvent. We got to continue to do that. So this is the Furious Bueller. Schmo's a Chicago guy. We got yeah. the vest going. Always with the turtleneck and a funky blazer. Craig Sager meets Rodney Dangerfield. Sports first, comedy second. That's always been the schmo mo. Um, but uh, yeah, no, in terms of the jackets and stuff like that, the flashier, the louder they can get, the better. We use a couple different people. There's a there's a company in the UK, Tyson Fury. Oh, uses them too. Bill Goldberg, Claudio Lugli, love those guys. They come here uh, every so often for big fights. They fit the schmo. They send schmo some parcels, really good stuff. Uh, stitched over there in the Cosmopolitan. We do some stuff with them. Uh, and just there's a guy over in LA, Christopher Schaefer, a young kid who's working in the family business, and he's fitted the schmo with some stuff. Um, I just, you know, we experiment. Obviously, uh, to get this thing rolling, the schmo had to do his best bartering. You know, that's right. We got to hustle, hustle to get the muscle, right? And that's what it caused. <clears throat> and finally, till we start getting the views and the numbers, we could start doing some strategic partnerships. But yeah, in terms of the dressing, whatever's flashier, as long as it look good. I look the schmo's not huge on the the brown and black look, but hey, if uh, if it's flashy enough, we'll make it work. I know you've sat down with just about everyone in MMA, football. Who, if there's two or three people that you haven't sit down with that you want to, and doesn't have to be sports, just period. Who who's your who's your wish list? Dead or alive? Both. Give me both. Well, the one athlete I'd ever get starstruck for, the Schmo is a Chicago guy. Grew up in the 90s. Greatest athlete I've ever put my eyes on. The only time. The Schmo will know he made it when he interviewed this man. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. His airness, the GOAT. Sorry, but kids throw around the GOAT too often, too much these days. There's only one GOAT, and that's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Head above heels, the greatest basketball player of all time. I can argue to the death of me. You want to talk LeBron? You want to talk Magic? Larry, I, I could talk your ear off. It's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Will always be. He's the guy. The guy. Um, when I created the character, I think it was 2000, early 2017, we got the ultimate schmo at the time. It was <coughs> Bill Walton. Great relationship with Bill Walton now. Love Bill Walton. In terms of MMA, I still have yet to sit down. Sit down. We, we know each other face-to-face. -face. We take pictures. We still need to do one with Chuck Liddell, mm. the Iceman. We've got Tito Ortiz. Was he on the show, too? Have you had Tito on no, the show? No, I haven't had Tito you yet. you got to get Tito yeah. on the show. He's, yeah. he's a great character. Yeah. Um, he's there, but uh, dead. Uh, the Schmo's a historian. Speak softly, carry a big stick. Theodore Roosevelt would really? be a phenomenal conversation. You know, he, he had polio as a kid. You know, he had these immune deficiencies, and he started working out. You know, he, he was from the East Coast, went to Montana, became part of law enforcement. You know, that guy fighting... The big business, taking that on, that kind of 
Bravado. The Schmo loves that kind of stuff. And Rodney Dangerfield. Those are to be the three. I'm sorry, two are dead, but uh, yeah. that would be the three. So, Schmo knows his stuff. He does. I have a quick story for you, and then I'll let you get out of here, okay? okay. I have a, I we have got a quick, time. Man. Okay, well, stay. You can stay. But what time hey, is it? Because we're not going anywhere until 8 o'clock. See, so I was going to say, I thought he was going to say we, sweetness. We, we got, how about, how about we say 10 more minutes? 10 more minutes. Great. I thought you okay. were going to say sweetness. I have a story. Whoa. Oh, oh, yo. That's what I thought we, he was going to say. We have to. We have to. And Dick Cut, too. But you didn't say a top five. We got a top five. We got to put Dick Cut <laughs> Sweetness in. Okay. But but because the character Ronnie Dangerfield, Theodore Roosevelt, because the nerd historian, the schmo is Muhammad Ali. Jordan. Muhammad Ali is in there. He's ten. <laughs> There's ten. I mean, come on. Joe Frazier. I mean, come on. So many guys. How about the guy who started it all? Where it all goes back from bare knuckle boxing. The late 1800s. John L. Sullivan. What about that guy? It's above my pay grade. I'm sorry. I don't even. I need to but Wikipedia. Boxers, boxing yeah. was the most popular sport in this country before baseball. Babe Ruth, he's got to be in there. The Babe. What Schmo is your favorite sport? Well, right now I love where I'm at. I, okay. I think it's MMA. To cover, it's MMA, hands down. Yeah. To cover because for what we built here, especially in the past couple of years, it's MMA. Uh, growing up, the longest sport, like I said, it's been NBA. And I still love watching NBA. I'll still follow it in football. I, I love football. For Sunday football is a religion to the schmo. Those are the that, that's the big three. Can we can we call it a big three? Yeah, call it, yeah, NFL, for sure. MMA and uh, NBA. when did you get into MMA though? I would say MMA. Uh, I trained with TJ Dillashaw. It was towards the end of uh, it was it was about it was about two years ago. A little about two years ago, TJ Dillashaw was getting ready to defend his title. Against Cody Garbrandt in New but York. That, was that New York? That no. was that was in Los Angeles okay. in August. Um, the schmo was dying to get a sponsor, and um, Muscle Farm, yep. what TJ was sponsored with, was over in Burbank, and a company that I, I saw their list, I saw their athletes, I saw TJ Dillashaw, I knew he was the bantamweight champion. I'm like, I want to work with this guy, so I put the schmo's health on the line. I trained with him over at Muscle Farm, got my ass kicked. Took some leg kicks. It's on video. Leg swelled up <laughs> like a balloon. Tore meniscuses because I'm a little tall. I mean, I I, I screwed up. I've had a bad left knee. I, I had just done a half Ironman uh, months before that in Costa Rica. But the Schmo's left knee was bad. But after we took the left, the the, the, the knee kicks on the left side, different world. And uh, But that got us hooked. We got invested. So that was the first fight card. I believe it was UFC 227. Could be 229. Could be screwing that up. But I believe it was UFC 227 was the first one the Schmo actually was in character and covered. Wow. Uh, okay, quick story for you yes, that you will, you will love. So February 18th, 1993. Oh, I know where he's going with this Okay, this I worked story. at a shoe store in L.A. with that guy in the white hat right there, Gio. Okay. And uh, I end up getting fired from this shoe store on a rainy day. Uh, I Shocker. call, I go home, I call him because he hadn't gotten to work yet, and I tell him, I just, I just got fired or I quit. I'm not really sure what it was. One of those you're fired, and I'm like, no, I quit. You know, ego, whatever. And uh, I tell this guy, I'm going to Vegas. I did what any responsible human being would do the day you lose your job. You go to Las Vegas and gamble, right? So I tell Gio, I go, I'm going to Vegas, and I'm coming back tonight with $10,000, and we're going to Benihana because that's what you did for, on special occasions back then. Well, I still do. I go to Benihana, okay? So I fly to Las Vegas. And I go sit down at a blackjack table, and I lose like the $500 I had. I'm 20, 
two years old at the time. I lose the five hundred dollars that I that I brought with me, and I'm like, shit, what am I gonna do? So I I go to the, and take a credit card and I cash advance uh, like five hundred more dollars. I think that was literally my limit on my credit card at that time. I lose that. Back then, I don't know if it's the same now, but back then you could actually cash a personal check at the casino cashier, which is a really strange concept. A piece of paper worth nothing and get cash for it, regardless of whether there's money to back it up, right? So I write a $1,000 check to the Mirage here in Vegas, and I sit down at the blackjack table, and I lose 400 of the 1,000 lightning quick, and I've got $600, and now reality is starting to sit in, like I've lost a lot of money today. And so I'm like, okay, let me, and my return flight isn't till like six in the evening, and it's, it's noon right now, okay? So I'm like, all right, let me just sit here and play blackjack. Let me slow down and not be betting so crazy. Let me just bet like 20 bucks a hand and slow down. And then when five o'clock comes, I'll go to the airport. I'll get on the plane, fly home at six, be back at seven and go big and try to get my job back the next day. That's the new plan. Okay. So I'm sitting there at the blackjack table and the dealer says to me, oh, look, there's Dr. J. So I turn around and it's not Dr. J. It is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So I look at the the dealer and I go, that is not Dr. J. That is Michael Jordan. And she goes, no, no, it's Dr. J. I'm like, whatever. I don't want to argue with you. Okay. So now I'm playing blackjack again. And you know, sometimes in the casino, you end up doing like a lap, you know, around. So Jordan ends up doing a lap. So he comes back around again. So she uh, she stops and she goes, look, there he is again. There's Dr. J. So I turn around. I'm like, what is the matter with you? I'm like, look, I'm wearing the Jordan. Like, that is Michael Jordan. So finally, I'm so fed up with this lady. I go, he's all by himself, by the way. No entourage, no nothing. I go, hey, Mike. He turns around. I, I point at the dealer. I go, she thinks you're Dr. J. He comes over, sits down. It's just me at the table. It's like 1 o'clock now in the afternoon. And so it's it's Vegas is empty right now. You know, it's a Friday, 1 o'clock. Not everyone's in town yet, okay? So... He sits down and he's like, I know he does the old joke, you know, we all look alike, whatever. He's giving her a bunch of shit, you know. So he sits down and he's playing blackjack with me. Me and Michael Jordan, just the two of us. I am like, you have got to be kidding me because like you, like that was the, that is the GOAT, 100%. There will never be anyone better. No one will ever do more to basketball and questionably sports like he has. Uh, and so we're sitting there and we're playing blackjack and I'm like, holy shit, I cannot believe I'm playing blackjack right next to Michael Jordan. So because of who my dad is, I'm not sure if the schmo is old enough to know Tony, Tony Orlando. Orlando. Okay. So, you know, the unwritten rule is if you, very good schmo, uh, the <laughs> unwritten rule is if you are with another celebrity or famous athlete, if you give them that info, try to organically work it in. It's just a different respect level. You know, it just changes. It's like the unwritten rule. Okay. So I worked that in. He's like, Oh, I love your dad. I used to watch a show, blah, blah, blah. So we are sitting there and now I feel chummy enough with him. And I say, I still got like 600 bucks and I go, my game is roulette. I really like roulette. So I say to Mike, do you like roulette? He's like, yeah, I love it. I'm like, yeah, let's go play roulette. He's like, okay, me and Michael Jordan walking to a roulette wheel at the Mirage. I swear this, every shred of this is true. So we walk over the roulette wheel. I've got 600 bucks left. And I say to him, I said, Mike, I normally play the same numbers. I play 7, 9, 11, 26, and 30. Those are my numbers, okay? Nine's and is Olympic number. 
Nine is his Olympic number. There you go. <laughs> I'm born in September. That's nine. Okay? So there you go. Yeah. Look at that connection. Yeah. Right? Right? So, and, and so I tell him, I said, Mike, I usually play these same five numbers. I'm going to put $100 on all five of those numbers, and I'm going to put my last 100 on number 23. And if I win, I get $3,500. Roulette is crazy. You're not going to win at roulette. I mean, it's just there's 36 numbers plus the two zeros. You're not going to win. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm already down like almost two grand. Let me just try to get back. And if I hit this, great. And if I lose, I still had the greatest time of my life gambling with Michael Jordan one-on-one, -on -one, just the two of us. It's win-win, right? Yeah. Okay. I should with bet all this freaking money <laughs> just to sit at that okay. table. So... I, I, I make the bet, and I tell the dealer, I swear, if you hit one of these numbers, I will give you 500 of the 3,500. I will give you $500 as the tip. Just hit one of these numbers. Mike puts $1,000 on red, because 23 is red at roulette, and he puts $200 on 23, which was table max uh, at, that, at that roulette wheel. Okay, so if he wins, he's going to get seven grand for that, plus the 1,000 on red. She spins the ball, I swear on my life, 23. I am screaming. I'm high-fiving him to the point where my hand is itchy and red, okay? I'm like, I can't believe this. Literally screaming to the point where my voice is hoarse, okay? I get the money. She's looking at me like, you know, I throw her the 500 bucks, okay? Now I've got three grand. So I make the same exact bet the next spin, and I tell Mike, I go, Mike, put 100 on 11, that's my favorite number, 11. No clue why, it just is, okay? So he puts $100 on 11, he puts 200 on 23, he puts 1,000 on red, I tell the lady, same deal, you hit one of my numbers, you got 500 bucks coming, 11. On my life, schmo, true story. This guy. Okay? Why haven't we gambled yet, I know, right, right? I haven't won since, so don't get too excited. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was February 18th, 93, okay? So All it's right. been a dry spell. So... I am literally, I swear, I am standing on the stool at the roulette wheel. I am rubbing the top of his head. I swear to you. There is a crowd of people, mostly Asian, asking if they can take pictures. And I'm like, no, no pictures of him. I'm like doubling as his bodyguard, okay? Who comes walking up to the roulette wheel? Dr. J. <laughs> the NBA All-Star Game in 1993. You can Google this. And this, this. is before the first repeat, so Jordan only had the two championships at this time. Correct. I love that you know your, your Jordan facts. Of course you, know, you do. Chicago You're a sports facts. historian, this guy. Okay, the NBA All-Star Game was in Salt Lake City, Utah that year. And that's, This is during the time, right? So they're yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. So, so we're going to gamble in Utah? Come on. Exactly. So all of the guys were in town. So the lady was right. She did see Dr. J. She just got things a little confused, right? So Jordan ends up leaving with Dr. J. He gives me a business card, not with his name or info on it, his assistant's number, the office number. And he says, hey, if you and your dad ever want to come to a game, call this number. We'll get you taken care of. I'm like, thanks. Everyone's looking at me like I am Mike. They think I'm Michael Jordan's friend. I just met the guy at the blackjack table and somehow got him to come over to roulette. Long story longer, uh, I end up walking away from that roulette wheel with $22,000. Okay? 
I go and do it again, any responsible human being. But keep in mind, it's not 22,000. It's 22 little yellow chips. And when your adrenaline's so crazy, it doesn't feel like $22,000. It just feels like 22 little chips. And if you have 22, what's the big deal if you have 20? If you have 20, what's the big deal if you have 15? So like an idiot, I put $7,000 on the LA Kings to win the Stanley Cup. This is 98. This is the final year of Gretzky's contract okay the kings were seven to one uh odds to win the stanley cup fast forward real quick uh to the stanley cup finals it goes best out of seven montreal the kings win originally marty mcsorley they take a goal away because his stick Stick was was taped higher than regulation it was was curved too much okay yeah they take the goal away at one point i am jumping up and down kings win i got 49 grand coming that goes away okay so i lose the seven there but now flash back to to that day i put seven grand on the kings to win the to win the stanley cup right so my 22 is now 15 i take a five thousand dollar chip and i want to go play blackjack again and i put it where you make the bet i wanted change but i put it where you make the bet and the dealer says checks play so i'm real big on sometimes the universe is trying to speak to you so i wanted change out of the five thousand. but when she said checks play in my head real quick in split second my, my brain goes oh wait i want to bet like a hundred a hand and get change for this five thousand dollar chip but she's trying to speak to me and tell me Bet the whole 5,000. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to get blackjack. This is my brain firing off. You know, I'm out of my fucking mind at this point because of the day I've already had. So I'm like, yes, checks play. Uh, I get a 16 and end up busting. Not a good idea. The universe was not speaking to me, Shmo. I don't even know the people in the universe, okay? So uh, now I've got $10,000. At the time, that was still the most money I've ever had in one lump sum. You know, well, the 22 was, and then the 15, and now the 10. So I, my mom always like was, don't travel with a bunch of cash. So I was afraid to have the cash. So I go to the casino cage. I asked them to convert this into a check so that I'm afraid to get mugged or whatever. They give me the $10,000 check. They think because I'm friends with Michael Jordan, the casino, they send me back to the airport in a limousine. Okay, they offer me a limousine. The guy's like, anytime you want to come back, let me know. Here's my number. I go back. I go to the shoe store, and I slam the $10,000 check on the table, and I just like I promised at the beginning of the day, I will be back with $10,000, and we went to Benihana. Excellent. I got a better place for you than Benny Hanna, by the way, for the hibachi and the cook in front of you. Well, it's called Sukasa or Rock Banki. They're over in Chicago, the Chicago suburbs. Really? Yeah, LeBron James would go there when he comes in town for uh, playing the Bulls and stuff like that in Vernon Hills. Sukasa. Excellent stuff. Best fried rice the Schmo's ever had in his life. Well, we're going to have to go. We'll have to go. We'll have to go to Chicago, the suburbs of Chicago. We'll do I, it. I love it. You'll right. love it. It'll be good stuff. That's a phenomenal story, by you the way. You like that? So you still got that number? How's the Schmo going to meet Michael Jeffrey so, Jordan? So fast forward. <laughs> fast forward. I don't know if you remember this now. Maybe six months later, Jordan retires. Oh, yeah. The first retirement. He retires from basketball. If you remember, he had gambling Issues. Well, and his father's death, of correct. Course. But, right, but, right, yeah, right, but right. the gambling issues, for right? Sure. They, they made, the news so made thing. the media made that like a big deal, yeah. whatever. And so I always felt weird, like calling. So I never, I never, I never called. I bet he's got a different assistant now too. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're screwed. I can't help you there. And uh, not even you yeah. know. And now he doesn't even do the golf tournament aria. Now it's Jarek Jeter's tournament. It's over. It's done. You yeah. might meet Jordan, but it won't be through me. 
We're going to meet Jordan. We're going right. to interview Jordan, but uh, hopefully sooner than later. The Schmo's turning 30 next week. Well, happy early, happy birthday. early birthday. Appreciate that. Yeah. You don't look a day over 22. You really don't. That's a good thing. The Schmo has youthful face. That's, yeah. that's good. It's Korean skincare. Baby. <laughs> I <laughs> swear <like> it. by <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, Schmo, thank you for stopping by on our 100th episode. And by the way, one piece of advice, if I may, if you ever think about doing a 24-hour podcast, don't, don't do, do it. Don't do it. Okay. Don't. All right.